Hey, Courtney. What's up? You tend to deal with more of the production side of this podcast. Uh-huh. What kind of tools do you use? Well, I actually use a few things, but my favorite one I use is a really cool program called Anchor. Really? Yeah, it's by far the easiest way to create a podcast. They provide creation tools that allow you to record. You can also edit your podcast right from your computer or cell phone. Wow, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So how do you push your podcast to different platforms? Dude, Anchor does it all for you. They distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other platforms. That's cool. Yeah. On top of us wrangling our kids, working full time, doing research, that does seem to cut down a lot of the time, huh? Oh, yeah. How come we didn't know about this sooner? Honestly, I really don't know. But one of the best parts about this is you don't have to have a minimum number of listeners or plays to monetize off your podcast. That's awesome. That helps us become one step closer to helping donate back to the victims and their families. Yeah, that's important. But how much does it cost to use Anchor? Well, are you ready for this? Yeah, bring it on. It's free dude dude that's awesome go download the free anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started there are nearly 2,000 original feature films and documentaries in the netflix catalog and that number is only growing so i've made it my mission to watch them all nope that's a lie but i'm gonna watch as many as i possibly can in each episode i'll be joined by a delightful guest full disclosure usually my brother Ryan, where we'll rate, review, and discuss the movie or documentary in two parts, spoiler-free in the first half and spoiler city in the second half. And as much as we'd love to watch and chill with you, unfortunately, we're watching Netflix without you. Listen to Watching Netflix Without You on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. What is it that makes us so interested in what we don't understand? We're setting out to investigate everything strange, unusual, and scary in our world. They're going to be able to scan your brain and upload it to a computer. Some people think of it as like the greatest victory that we could ever have because it makes you immortal in a sense. I think it's terrifying. It is terrifying. We invite guests who bring their own personal perspectives. I mean, especially considering the fact that the overwhelming majority of UFO sightings and documentation occurs within miles of nuclear testing facilities. Yeah. They bring their own encounters with the paranormal. All of a sudden, I feel this whoosh of wind and this ringing in my ear so loud that makes me stand up straight. And we both had this moment of, you know, maybe we should get out of here. It was a hot summer day and a hot night but when I went into this one room it was freezing and I to this day it felt like somebody was going to push me down the stairs a few months into living at the new house I was woken up to the lamps being on and the snow globe music box going off hello and most of all we just have a ton of fun Jacques would never eat not a single bite just sip from his glass of wine. He was a vampire. He was a vampire. 100% a vampire. Holy buckets. My name is Ashley, and this is my co-host, Lauren. Hello, weirdos. And you are listening to Keep It Weird. Content warning. This episode includes foul language and discussion of violence. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, Amanda, you know I, I used to do music, right? No. Yeah, I, I actually rapped. I used to be a rapper. No, you didn't. Yeah, I, I did. I was really good, too. Like, we were an underground uh, group. 
All right, then show us a freestyle. Nah, nah. Yeah, come on. Nah. Yeah, come on. Let's hear it. Nah, failure is nightmare. We hear to say, listen to our podcast every day. I'm Courtney. I'm as big as a panda, but the one who can bake. That's Amanda. I actually can rap better than this, but I won't because I gotta piss. <laughs> I said piss, y'all. Motherfucking cuss words. I got bars. Cause we tough. Hang tough. Hang tough. Hang tough. Y'all, we rough. Whoa, we, oh, we, oh. I bought all your merch in the first grade. Whoa, we, oh, we, oh. Actually, my mom did. Whoa, we, oh, we, oh. She couldn't really afford it. Whoa, we, oh, we, oh. She found a way, though. Whoa, we, oh, we, oh. That woman's a peach. Whoa, we, oh, we, oh. She hung real tough. Whoa, we, sing this in your car. We, oh. Or when you're mowing the lawn, whoa, we, oh. Or at your office job, whoa, you won't get fired. Whoa, we, oh, we, sing it at the fucking gym. Whoa, we, oh, we probably lost a listener. Whoa, whoops. Whoa, we, oh, we, you like it? You like my music? I do. It's yeah. pretty catchy. Yeah. I wrote that myself. I really? Yeah. All of that. I don't believe you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think you did. Yeah. Except the piss part. That sounded like you. I wrote all of it. And I'm sure you really had to pee on your way home. So. I, I've been home. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) You just came up with that right now. I, I totally just came up with that. Off the top of your head. Off the top of my head. I'm impressed. Don't be a dick. And where do you hear it? So this is us, you know, not the TV show. This is Amanda and I with a nefarious nightmare. And um, I want to tell you guys a little bit about a format that we're going to go forward with. It's going to be a little bit different. Um, We've been paying attention to feedback on our reviews as well as reviews on other podcasts. Uh, We want to keep our originality, but we also want to cater to our listeners. So we're going to start our shows with our our banter and our outtakes before the music. So that way, uh, for those of you that don't like that kind of thing, you'll have the opportunity to just skip ahead. Um, After the music, we'll get right to some news and business, like pretty much what we're doing right now. So um, with that being said, we are new at this, so we are bound to have issues. And I've even seen tenured podcasters have issues. But with all due respect, you know, Cut us some slack. (laughs) We both have children and we have jobs and we legitimately love doing this. But some of the things that we are relearning, because I used to do the editing side 10 years ago or so. And, you know, while this isn't completely new to me, the podcasting genre is. 
Um, but with that, you know, uh, we apologize wholeheartedly if we breathe too heavy in the microphone or come off as messy and boring. You know, we're going to do better as, you know, we're only a few episodes in. But I do want to remind everyone listening that we're not for everyone, and we recognize that. You know, you surely can't win everybody, and that's okay. Um, reviews, whether they're good or bad, are feedback, and either way, we appreciate it, as long as the criticism is constructive and not straight-up heartless and cruel. Any thoughts, Amanda? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. We're learning, guys. Bear yeah. with us. Yeah. You know, and we love doing this. And I mean, it does, I feel like it comes pretty naturally to the both of us, you know, but we're human and we make mistakes and, um, you know, we did get a bad review and that's fine. You know, that person told us that we were boring and (laughs) breathed too heavy in the mic and, you know, that's their opinion. That's fine. You know, we may or may not win that person back. That person may not even really exist. I don't really know, but... The whole point is, is we want to make sure that, you know, people listening to us are happy. So, but speaking of reviews, um, we do have a contest in the making, don't we, Amanda? We do. I'm so excited. So we don't have a Patreon, like, completely set up yet. You know, we're not even, you know, we're not that popular, you know. Um, you know, but we do want to set that up in the future. Um, our whole idea is, you know putting some, you know, money back into the podcast, of course, and maybe, you know, possibly getting to that point where we can donate to victims and their families. Um, But right now, you know, the contest is, you know, leave us a review and a rating on Apple Podcasts, because for whatever reason, in my, from what I've seen, that's the only podcast that will accept reviews. Um, But it is also like the biggest podcast pusher outer or whatever in all (laughs) podcast platforms and so like if you leave a review and a rating it has to be both then it gets you know us out there to more potential listeners and we would love to grow our audience and be able to you know put some enlightening shit in your ears you know so yeah yeah, if you can just leave us a review and a rating on apple Podcasts, preferably a four or five star because if you leave us like a one or a two star rating you're not going to want the prize um Amanda and I will each randomly pick two ratings and those ratings, they have to be a rating and a review though, because otherwise we're not going to see who you are, but um, we'll each randomly pick a rating and a review and those two winners will have the choice of a free mug, a pair of socks, or a t-shirt. Um, the merch is uh, pretty cool if I do say so myself. I like um, it. I like it. I would sport it. There's, we actually have um, jogger pads. And I, I was like, them. yeah, those look, those look really cool. And then um, we have, we have a hoodie and, you know, fall is going to be here, you know, in December. So, I mean, it's going to be great. <laughs> you need a hoodie. Yeah, you need a hoodie. Um, So, yeah, you know, we'll announce our winners by mid-September. And then, you know, if we, if we need to, we can extend it. But we're thinking mid-September. Um, those two winners will be announced on an episode after that. Those two winners will need to send us an address, and if they choose a t-shirt, uh, send us your size. And I mean, I think that's pretty cool, because y'all are basically getting merch before I get merch. Which is, I'm envious, like, I, I'm sad. I'm gonna get some merch, though. So I'm gonna get some merch, I was about to say. I'm I kind of want merch. I want a coffee cup. Did you see the back of that coffee cup? It says, this is my ninth cup. <laughs> I didn't see that part. 
It's cool. Yeah. Some so most of like there's a shirt that has you know our our artwork on the front. Yeah. And on the back it says you know don't be a dick and wear deodorant. You know it's a nice little reminder for people. You know yes. I think that whenever you're at your office meeting, oh, you gosh. know and you're wearing that shirt, it just kind of <laughs> subtly reminds your coworkers that you don't want to smell them. I could say don't be a fucking dick and wear a deodorant, but I just think that dick is a generally accepted word, you know, because it's short for Richard, you know, don't be a Richard and wear deodorant. Don't be a Richard and wear antiperspirant. So (laughs) I like Um, that one better. (laughs) We ain't changing. (laughs) I need to clarify some things real quick. Trust me, we're almost done because we're about to get into like, we're about to get in the whole meat of this. Okay. Um, First of all, our last episode was, uh, it was good. It was well, uh, well executed. Um, execution is not the right word to use for any of these things, but it was well executed. The problem is that I had an editing mishap and lost the original. So you guys heard a really bad copy and I am so sorry about that. Um, I will tell you that you guys didn't miss anything super important. Y'all got the general idea, but that is not going to happen again. I will not let that happen again. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention was, you know, we briefly talked to, talked about justice for Callie and I had said something that could be misconstrued and I wanted to address that real quick before everybody goes on a rampage. Um, I said that um, the mother had taken pictures and posted them and then I was like really furious about the mother. I just want to clarify that the mother that I was referring to in that moment was the mother of the two teenagers, not Callie's mother. So don't go attacking Callie's mother or anything like that <laughs> because she's actually the good guy in this one. The The mother yes. of the two teenagers is the one that needs some uh, parenting lessons. And um, that's pretty much all I've got, except <clears throat> that, you know, a six foot West African banded cobra is on the loose in Grand Prairie, Texas. So that's his own Facebook page. What? I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to try to find it again. I think, I think it's like GP Cobra. Okay. My job is trying to ask me to come in tomorrow and that's going to be a no. Anyway, <laughs> back to this. <laughs> Listen, don't get me started on this job right now. Okay. Um, they are on thin ice with me. So, um, yeah. So that West African banded Cobra. So... <laughs> So the guy, I just, in case anybody don't doesn't know about this, I, I am really just baffled, okay? This guy comes on and he's like, oh yeah, I left the cage open and then I left for a second and came back and he was just gone. And then he was like, but don't worry, he's probably either in my wall somewhere or he's dead. And then he didn't want to give his name, he wanted to be anonymous and said that, you know, he had um, certification to have this snake. And then, like, a couple of days later, while they're still looking for the snake, uh, it comes to find out that he is no longer anonymous because he no he doesn't really have certification to have this snake. Oh, no. Yeah. And um, I'm not going to say his name, but, I mean, he's he's an idiot. And he's also putting his community in danger, knowing, knowing that he's putting his community in danger because he's expressed remorse several times saying that. You know, this thing is poisonous, but they're shy. But I'm like, but they're poisonous. Like, you you let this thing escape, you know. Yeah. Don't. It's, 
It's somewhere it doesn't know. It's probably scared. Yeah. That but, will make it dangerous. But the good news is the Dallas News, or Dallas News, of course they're on standby. But the Dallas <laughs> the Dallas Zoo is on standby with, you know, an anti-venom. And they are also helping to find the snake. Um, to my knowledge, it still hasn't been located. But that's some scary shit, you know. Um, mm-hmm. So all my all my Grand Prairie people, you know, if you see a West African banded cobra, just just leave it the fuck alone. Don't don't go try to charm it. Just don't touch it. Walk the just other way. Call call nine one one. Like they even say to call nine one one if you see this thing. Just take a picture. Do what you're not supposed to do in any normal circumstance. Do this. Stand in front of it, like far enough away, and take a picture of it and call nine one one. So that's all I got to say about that. I wish you all well, and you know don't. Don't keep snakes that and that you're not certified to keep. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Yes. Okay, you and really then, want that big that snake that bad? Go get certified for it. Yeah, and, and move move it. to a state that actually allows that. <clears throat> yeah. So don't. I don't. I don't want to see that thing in my yard. Guy's a fucking idiot. Okay, so what did you have? Ooh, I kind of wanted to bring up Joe's son. Oh no, that so, guy. Some of you guys know, you guys probably have no idea who I'm talking about, but if you saw his face, you would know him from Austin Powers. Um, Joe's son was from South Korea. He moved to California at a very early age. Um, I'm kind of going to be spitballing this off the top of my head because I don't have anything written down, but very long story short, he was a part of a few cup people who broke into this lady's house. Um, they kidnapped her. They took her to a secluded beach, I think, somewhere that was That's a secluded awful. place. Ugh. And they raped her several times. Um, they threatened to kill her. <clears throat> And her saving grace was she had a picture of her friend's baby or her godson, maybe in her wallet. Yeah. And she told them that that was her son and please don't take her away from her son. And they did spare her life. So that happened really early on. Like, didn't they say Merry Christmas, bitch, or something like that? Because it was Christmas when this was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. He did. Joe's son is actually the one who said that, that she was, uh, yeah, he called her some not very nice words and he was, hmm. So in, in 1990, this is when this happened. So this is long before Austin Powers or any time he got to start, he had already done this crime when we saw him acting. Shit. So he's been getting, he's gotten away with this for a long time. He got away with it for a very long time. Damn. I think this. I think it was 17 years he got away f- away with it. Wow. Um, Trust no one. Yeah. Exactly. Sorry to be and sorry to be that kind of person, but trust. No. no, don't trust anybody. He was he wasn't a gang. It was a gang and affli- affiliate. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Affiliated. He's gang related. That word's not coming out today. Um. So he was ended up being charged with 
17 years later after being caught with yeah. DNA. Okay. Um, he was charged with five counts of rape, two felony counts of forcible sodomy, two felony counts of sodomy in concert by force. Whoa. Seven felony counts of forcible oral copulation. Wow. And one felony count of sexual penetration by foreign object by force. Oh. He faced a maximum sentence of 275 years Goodbye. to life. Goodbye. <laughs> or life. <laughs> one of the two. <laughs> well, that guy's a piece of yes. shit. So, um, um, on September 19th, 2011, mm-hmm. he was actually sentenced to seven years to life. What? They yeah. cut it all? Uh-uh. Yep. Oh, my God. Yep, I know. Wow. Um, Is it because he was in a movie? No, I don't think so. I think he got in trouble, though, in there. Uh, Dude, you know what I'm really wanting right now is pot pie. <laughs> I'm just what thinking you want? pot pie. Like chicken pie, chicken pie, chicken pie. Yes. What is that show? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. But yes, I do want some chicken pot pie. That's I think all I it was the David Spade show. Wait, this is going to age me. Way back. Girl, shush. I am like six or seven years older than you, so don't talk about well, Okay, me. then you know. What was David Spade's show way back then? I really don't know. The only thing I remember back then is like Saturday Night Live. Hey, can we shout somebody out real quick? Oh, you know what, though? I just read something else. What's up? Real fast before we do that. Okay. In October 2011, Sun was accused of killing his cellmate. Oh, my God. Why? So on September 13th of 2013, he was officially charged with the murder and he received a 27 year sentence for okay, that. Hold on. They should have just kept him at life, first of all. And then he, they, they basically switch it from 200 and something years to seven years, 21 yeah. years to. Well, this has given me some hope that maybe they will cut Jason Vukovic's time in half because I'm still I'm still mm-hmm. in that case. But, you know, uh, I don't know. This guy should have just stuck with the fact that, you know, he got to play in a multi-million dollar box office hit, got his money, and yeah. moved on with his life. The real crazy part is that woman had watched that movie. She owned that movie. Yeah. Wow. And did not put the two and two together. Wow. Wow. She said, uh. I was so disgusted and threw away the movie as soon as I... That's a traumatizing out. thing to, to like, oh, my heart just goes out for her. That poor, poor, poor. And woman. I'm not meaning this to be funny. Like I'm, I'm meaning this seriously, but how traumatizing to hear somebody do like an Austin Powers impression going, yeah, baby, or whatever. And she's like, mm-hmm. whoa. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I know. So that was insane. Yeah. I read about that this. Yeah. I sent you a video about it this week. Didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, you did. But yeah. That's crazy. I knew you would have all the the info. Look at us. See, we're we're doing TV gossip. I'm kidding. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, um, one more thing. I guess you know one of your um, people that y'all had um, interviewed on Family Fandom Chats um, loves our genre of podcasting. She does, Aliyah Muhammad. Yeah, she sounded really cool. She was just like, "I see oh, yeah. you, girl." Well, you know what? I see you, girl. So <laughs> she was amazing to interview. Yes. She sounded I, real easy going. 
She was. I love uh, her. The complete opposite of what her character was about. Yeah. So. so if anybody out there knows, she plays Renee on Cruel Summer, who was one of Kate's yeah best friends, Tennille's best friend, which we also interviewed Tennille like a few months ago. Yeah. She was amazing as well. We've actually interviewed a most of the cast of cruel summer i feel like on, y'all have interviewed the entire cast a, we've uh my most exciting one was nicole mm-hmm. yeah um who you would probably know from clueless and bring it on oh shit wow yes. and that was like my 90s girl that heart crazy. explosion i'm gonna go keep going off so yeah go listen to fandom family chats do you realize I, that we are going, yeah, listen to fan, fan of family chats. We're going to say fun. this every, every episode. <laughs> if you need a great palate cleanser from our dark and spooky shit, go listen to that podcast because it's like, you'll be listening to us being like, you're in hell, boom, <laughs> fire and brimstone and fuck, fuck, fuck. And then all of a sudden you're like, and then we're going to interview somebody from Cruel Summer. You know, it's, it's a great yes. palette. It's really, it's like, you know, it's like you're having. We're you're the having, opposite over there. It's like you're going to have a, friendly. you're going to have a shot of, you know, some Jack Daniels whiskey with us. And then you're going to go have yourself a, a waffle. <laughs> a waffle? <laughs> to, to soak it up. So hey, we drink wine while recording sometimes. We're rebels over there. I don't drink at all. I really don't hardly drink at all either. Sometimes I, I'll put apple juice in a wine glass. I smoke cigarettes. I don't anymore. I think we just lost about 50 listeners. Ew, that's so <laughs> gross. You smoke. Well, you know what? Depression's a bitch, okay? And it's, I, a, I, it's a bad habit that it's very hard to break. I am going to quit. I don't plan on to plan on doing it right now though. So get off my ass. Okay. Nope. Whenever so you're ready. Let's get into that uh that uh that case. The Ooh, uh, Gloria Ramirez. I don't want to call her. I don't want to call her the toxic lady. I think that's fucking rude. No. And I I will not refer to her as a toxic lady. Cool. While I go through this because it is she's she was a person. Yep, she was a and, human being. I mean, she was the only person who actually lost her life this day and i think we should all keep that in mind all right let's get started all right with the case of gloria ramirez rest in peace so gloria was 31 years old wow and she had cervical cancer okay all right that was her diagnosis and she was also a mother of two children she had a little boy and a little girl. Oh, how old were they? One at the time, I believe I did not write it down, but at the time I'm pretty sure they're nine and twelve. Okay. So they were still pretty young at the time. Yeah. But old enough also to know, which is also kind of sad. That's sad. Yeah. So there's kind of a lot to talk about, so I'm just really gonna jump in. Okay. All right. And I'm going to start at the beginning and kind of work our way down. Let's do it, girl. All right. So on February 19th, 1994, at 8.15 p.m., Gloria arrived via paramedics 
to General Hospital of Riverside, California. She could talk to them and respond, but not very well when she arrived there. She seemed incoherent, is what, how they explained it. Okay. She was taking shallow, rapid breaths. Her heart rate was too high and her blood pressure was plummeting. Okay. So they tried to give her drugs to sedate her um, to help her heart rate. They used an amubag to force air into her lungs. When these things weren't helping, they tried to defibrillate her heart. When they took her off, oh my gosh, guys, I can't talk tonight. It's okay. When they took her shirt off to shock her heart, right? they noticed her whole body looked oily and there was like a fruity, garlicky odor coming from her mouth. Ooh. Yeah. So they didn't notice that before because remember, they had the bag over her mouth. They're forcing air into her lungs. But once they removed everything and go to shocker, that's when they really noticed the smell and the oily kind of sheen on her. You know, um, you mentioned the fruity, garlicky smell coming from her mouth. And from when I was doing keto, they say that there's a like a apple fruit, garlicky smell that comes from it. You think it's the same thing? Probably not. Uh, we'll get to it. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. So, a nurse by the name of Susan Kane came in to get blood tests while they're working on her and she noticed a chemical smell to the blood just taking it out of her arm she immediately was like what's the smell so the doctor came over to see if the blood smell was from the chemo because sometimes chemo can you know cause all kinds of different reactions right and the right. doctor knew well enough that he's like let me smell and see if this is just the chemo drug or what it is right but when he smelled it, it smelled like ammonia. Oh. Yeah. So Nurse Susan handed the syringe with the blood to a medical resident by the name of Julie Gorchinsky. I'm going to call her Julie, guys, because that's easier for me. Julie. But she was a medical resident. Okay. She noticed that there was a manila-colored particles floating around in the blood syringe. Oh. Yes. That's weird. Right? That's weird. I'm sorry. That's just like, yeah. Uh, okay. So they're like, what? You know, we got this. She looks oily and sheen. There's this odor coming out of her mouth. Her blood smells like ammonia. There's stuff floating around in it. Like, they're starting to wonder, like, what is going on? Can you just imagine, though, like, if you, like, accidentally cut yourself bleeding and you saw that? Ugh. Yeah. Something, don't know what, but something. This poor woman. Okay, sorry. I know. I know. So Nurse Susan turned to leave and started swaying. Dr. Ochoa caught her before she hit the ground and noticed that her face was burning. They put her on a gurney and wheeled her out. Okay. All right. Wow. Next, the medical resident, Julie we talked about earlier, started feeling the same way and she just walked out of the room. But then she soon collapsed when she made it to the nurse's station. Okay. So we have two people down now. All right. Down, down. Dr. Well, Not dead though, right? They're not no, dead. not dead. Okay. Just, cool. just down. 
Just want to make sure. No, no, no death. Okay. From the hospital staff. Let me make that clear. Right. So there was a, her main doctor that noticed the smell and everything. Their name was Dr. Welch. They went down next. Remember they went over, smelled the blood. So they went down next. After this, several other staff members started feeling sick as well. Hmm. So the hospital admins jumped into gear what they're supposed to do and they declared it an internal emergency they evacuated oh okay so internal i'm so sorry i don't mean to i don't mean to interrupt so internal emergency when i hear internal emergency i'm automatically like my this is where my brain goes it's like anyways just keep going i'm not gonna say it because it sounds really childish of me but i just go ahead I hear, say it let me hear your childish. when i hear an intern when i hear an internal emergency i'm thinking of like people shrinking down like in cartoons and stuff and entering into somebody's bloodstream internally this is an emergency they're like you watch too many cartoons i don't anymore but i just i remember things I mean, listen, I might come off as dumb sometimes, but I'm really not. I just, okay, this is about Gloria Ramirez. I'm so sorry. I just, that's what I thought when I heard internal emergency. Oh, I get they it. Meant, they meant like internal, like in the hospital, right? Yeah, internal, like in the hospital. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Moving <inside>. on. <laughs> okay. All right. So they evacuated the rest of the emergency room to the parking lot. Mm-hmm. A, what they called skeleton crew stayed behind okay with gloria because they can't just leave her right you can't just leave um her. no so the doctor ochoa stayed there with a skeleton what they called a skeleton crew okay they tried everything they could to save her but she did pass away at 8 50 okay. so 40 minutes after she arrived wow he just passed away so Another nurse by the name of Sally Balduras. Yes. She helped move Gloria's body into isolation. And then she started to feel ill, feel ill. So in total, 23 of the 37 ER staff members experienced at least one symptom. So just from being around, like not even touching the blood, just being around it. Just being in the same room. That's crazy. Yes. Wow. So five of the people were hospitalized overnight. Um, Sally, nurse Sally, was hospitalized for 10 days. Julie, who was the medical resident we discussed earlier, she was the most severely sick. She spent two weeks in the ICU. She was fighting apnea, hepatitis, pancreatitis. Pancreatitis. Okay. Yes. And s- something that I'm not even going to try to pronounce because it's a very long name, but it is pretty much where your bone tissue dies because it's starved of blood. Oh. So she was experiencing all these things. She was on crutches for months after this oh. ordeal. Yes. So the same night by 11 p.m., Mm-hmm. The Riverside County hazardous team arrived. They did not detect anything in the ER that could have caused this. After that, they performed an autopsy 
in full hazmat suits. They took blood, tissue, and air from the body bag and the aluminum crate that was holding the body. They found nothing. Weird. The Forensic Science Center at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory, put that full name in there, they took on Gloria's case in early March. Okay. So a little over a month after this happened, they received the autopsy samples on March 25th. So that's when they were actually able to start looking into this. They were giving the blood, bile, tissues from Gloria's heart, liver, lungs, brain, and kidneys to try to figure out what happened. Okay. They found lidocaine, Tylenol, codeine, and an anti-nausea medicine called Tygon. Okay. Um, They also found hydrocarbons, which are chemicals that stick on sterile plastic containers. Okay. So all of that sounded really normal. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, I've probably taken that (laughs) that entire cocktail. This lady had cancer. Right. But I mean, I've probably taken that entire cocktail for a toothache. So... Exactly. So there was nothing too abnormal right here in her system. So the main man at Livermore, mm-hmm. his name was Anderson. He found a few abnormalities whenever he started to, uh, I don't want to say dig into her. That was a real long way to say that. But once he started trying to figure out what happened. Right. He found an unidentified amine, which is a derivative of ammonia. Okay. That may have contributed to the smell in the ER. Okay. They explained this from forming as Gloria's body broke down the anti-nausea medicine that she had taken. So they really didn't, this wasn't very abnormal. Right. They could explain why why this was in there. Just a chemical breakdown. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. A second find was a nicotinamide. Nicotinamide? Yeah. It's a B vitamin. <laughs> I have my little code. Oh, are you sure that's not nice niacinamide? No, it's nico nicotinamide. Because I've heard of niacinamide, I'm probably saying it wrong, but I'm spelling it, or I'm saying it how it's spelled, I guess, niacinamide, like niacin. This one's N-I-C-O-T-I-N-A-M-I-D-E. So nicotine amide. Um, okay. So she didn't smoke or anything? No. Okay. Nope. But this drug is also mixed into methamphetamines. Okay. They said it was unusual to find someone to be taking it if they were very sick. Mm-hmm. But then again, it was really not enough or really anything to contribute to anything that happened. Right. There wasn't, that wouldn't have caused anything really. Right. The third and most odd chemical found was dimethyl sulfone. Okay. This was manufactured as an industrial solvent, but it is also sometimes produced naturally in our bodies 
from amnio acids that contain sulfur. So healthy people, healthy people never really have measurable amounts in their bodies. Right. But in Gloria's case, there was tens of micrograms per milliliter, about three times higher than the codeine in the samples. Okay. So, that's so that was pretty high. Right. At this point, this was the only unusual thing they were really seeing. But according to Anderson, none of these could have taken out 23 people. Yeah. Like that's like, this is, it's not the, we might have found this, but it didn't cause what have happened. What happened? Okay. I'm so, already thoroughly creeped out, but let's continue. <laughs> yeah. So Anderson, Anderson, I keep trying to say Anderson. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have to say it slow every time or it's just going to come out Anderson. And that is not this man's name. Right. Understandable. Anderson flew to Riverside to brief Gloria's coordinator on April 12th. Okay. <clears throat> he said nothing looked like poison. It looks like Gloria took Tylenol and codeine. Right. So that was she didn't do anything that would have caused this. Right. That they know of. So clearly something was going on, but he said nothing that have nothing could have resulted in Gloria's death or the ER symptoms that he could find. There was just no answer. But I'm remembering the the whole greasiness of her skin. Yep. Okay. So on April 29th, Riverside coroner Scotty Hill announced that Gloria had died of cardiac dysrhythmia triggered by kidney failure stemming from her cervical cancer oh wow that's what's on her death certificate that's what she actually died of okay i'm sorry did you just drink that water with the cap still on i was trying to drink my water with a cap on yes we're keeping that in okay you know what oh my goodness sometimes and then i have to laugh at myself there's a thirst inside all of us. Oh my gosh. Maybe I should just leave the cap off. Maybe that'll help me. <laughs> so, anyways, Gloria's death was officially closed, but there was still no explanation for the ER outbreak. Right. The county health department called in California's Department of Health and Human Services. They interviewed the 34 hospital staff members that were working that night. Using a questionnaire, they found that the people who had developed severe symptoms tended to have certain things in common. Okay. The survey found that those affected tended to be women rather than men. Right. As well as people who had skipped dinner rather than those who had a full stomach. Weird. So this means you guys eat. Okay. Okay. I'm going to start eating. Sorry. Okay. (laughs) All right. So those findings coupled with the autopsy results and the other tests led them to an official report. Right. This is where it gets good, guys. Okay. That the health department released on September 2nd. Their report said that the staff experienced an outbreak of mass sociogenetic illness, perhaps triggered by an odor. Hang on. I, I want to look up socio. Wait, what was that? Socio what? Sociogenic. Sociogenic. Sorry. I say, I think I said generic. 
sociogenetic. You said, you said genetic, but sociogenetic. Genetic. Okay, sociogenic. so that produced or determined by society or social forces, sociogenic factors. That doesn't give me a definite. What? What? So pretty much it's in their head. Okay. Oh, so it's like a placebo. Well, not placebo. Uh, well, maybe. Placebo effect? Yeah, pretty okay. much. Okay. Pretty much. So, in other words, they've been affected by stress and anxiety. Okay. Lack of poison and the fact that... Hmm. This is in their official report, so I have to say this even though I do not agree with it. Okay. They said lack of poison and the fact that women were more affected is why they came to this conclusion. Okay, but here's the thing that I will say to that, um, and this is not meant to sound like sexist or feminist or whatever, Mm -hmm. um, but women do have a tendency to be a a bit more empathic. What's the right word? Empathic or empathetic? Empathetic? Okay. Well, no, empathetic means you feel for them. So, Right, but we we tend to be a bit more of that. You know what I mean? Of course. Like, as an, I know I'm an empath. I've been told, and I, I know I am. So, like, when oh, somebody else, yeah. So, when somebody else is feeling a certain type of way, I pick up on it like that. So, it makes me think that there might be a little bit of truth of that. Maybe they were picking up on that, and you know, there was, but it wouldn't have caused being in the ICU, your yeah. bone tissue, tissue dying. Like, there right. was something actually going on. Right, but I no, think they, I, they couldn't find an answer. They're like, eh. yeah, it's just like, oh, whatever. It's, it's women being women, <laughs> exactly. So, so, but I mean, I get it. I mean, there is some truth to that, but at the same time, there's there's so much more to the story that it can't just be that. So, yeah, yeah, and there are some things that kind of come out in a little bit that right. you'll start going. We'll wait. Yeah. So, so far, I've already had two of those. So, <laughs> yeah. This is a really odd case, and that's why I wanted to cover it. Yeah. It's just because it's, and it's something we've never seen again that we've, that's been known to the public. Right. So this is just doing this research. It wore my brain out, but. I imagine. It, it was so intriguing as well. Right. Of trying to figure this huge puzzle out. Yeah, for real. So they did point out that neither EMT who had treated Gloria in the ambulance right over felt sick. Neither of them had anything. Okay. They handled her blood as well. And they gave her oxygen and everything, but neither of them had any symptoms. So the health department did not rule out the possibility that some substance was poisoned the ER staff who had worked on Gloria. Okay. They can't rule that out because they know something happened. They just don't know what. So Julie, the medical resident who I said had to be on crutches and she spent the most of the time in the hospital and everything. She ended up filing a lawsuit for $6 million in damages against the hospital office, the hospital office, the hospital, the coroner's office, and several others. Okay. She was mad about the report. They came out. I mean- I mean, there's, there's bigger things going on, but all right. Yeah. So they, uh, she was mad about the report report because they don't become hysterical. She just didn't feel like that was fair. Right. I understand her point. Yeah. 
if that would have happened to me, I don't think I would have, I probably maybe would have wanted him to cover my medical bills, but I don't think I would have sued for $6 million. Is that her? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I saw like when I was doing a little bit of um, kind of looking through this, I, I kept seeing that picture pop up and I was like, who is that? So now that I know I can put it on the Instagram. I, I think that's her. I mean, cause that's, I'm, I'm Googling, I'm getting the same picture over and over again. Yeah. But she has this little mole on this side of her face and you, you can see in her obituary picture and stuff. Yeah. And uh, no, in that picture, but when her obituary picture, I don't see that little mark on her face. Wait, no. So I don't, I was kind of going back and forth about that picture. You just No, I was, I was asking if that woman was the one that um, filed the suit. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm wondering if it is. I have no idea. Okay. I couldn't really find too much. I, I tried to look into her. Yeah. I couldn't find too much like concrete. Yeah. Things like there was like some, he said, she said kind of stuff, but it wasn't, yeah. I was getting so many different stories. I was like, oh, I'm just going to leave that alone. Right. Because I only want to speak the truth here. Right. That I got I know you of. there. <laughs> so anyways, the Dr. Welch, who was the main doctor at the mm-hmm. time we talked about earlier, was also pretty pissed about this report. Right. She went to Anderson, who mm-hmm. was the guy from Livermore, mm-hmm. and asked him to take another look. This time, she also provided him with newspaper clippings, the coroner's report, legal briefs, and the toxicology reports. He had none of this before. He had just had the samples. Right. So he was just so, kind of in the dark. Yeah, so he's just, he's looking purely at the tissues and that. He's not looking at the whole picture. Right. So they asked, so yeah, Anderson asked a colleague, Grant, to have a look. He was, Anderson had already had another case. He was busy on something. So he said, hey, when you have a minute, can you look at this? So when Grant started looking at it, very very long i mean this was very very long story short yeah he mistook dimethylsulfone for dimethyne sulfoxide or what's also called dmso okay from now on i will say dmso because that's a long word yeah mhm science <laughs> word so the only difference in the two is that DMSO has one oxygen atom and not two. Okay. So that's the only difference in these two chemicals. Grant was familiar with DMSO because he used it when he was an athlete. DMSO is a gel sold in hardware stores as a heavy-duty degreaser. Okay. A long-time folk tale is that it's great for... <clears throat> achy muscles and joints okay um artisan corrected him and a few days later grant started looking through dr welch's file one thing that stood out was that the report of the garlicky odor and oily sheen on gloria's body which made him immediately go back to dmso right even if gloria had applied dmso Grant still didn't think that explained the staff outbreak. 
So if you add one oxygen atom to DMSO, you get dimethyl sofon, which is vapors from it. It kills cells in tissues such as eyes, mouth, and lungs. It's kind of like a war gas. Wow. Yeah. So Ugh. it was their best lead. Right. This was the first time they have anything. Right. So he's like, okay. <clears throat> so when Gloria collapsed, she was put in the ambulance, right? Okay. The paramedics put an oxygen mask on her face. Okay. So this is going where I was Are starting you, to think. You where I'm getting? Yep. The family of Gloria, though, said that she never used DMSO. But do you know that for a 100%? Right. Like, I'm not going to sit there and tell everybody what kind of, like, I'm putting on. And, you know, like, yeah. speaking of lotion, um, when I was kind of, like, looking into this for just, you know, like, I wasn't looking into it fully because this is your case. Yeah. But whenever they were talking about the DMSO, there was a picture that popped up and it reminded me of, there was, there was a time where everybody was into that Mary Kay Skin So Soft the picture that I saw was not skin so soft, but it automatically came to my head as such. And so I was wondering if maybe she had found like a lotion or something that had that same kind of combination of chemicals in there. And maybe. unknowingly, I mean, at the end of the day, she was in California and there's a lot of um, things that, in fact, everything in California is a carcinogen. So I'm wondering if this case had anything to do with that. Yeah. I mean, but like, said earlier this was a it was a folktale yeah and a lot of people did use it right and somebody sur suffering with cancer is obviously going to be achy and they're going to try anything they're going to try anything they can to feel comfortable right i knew people that had actually they passed away from cat from uh, cancer um who would never ever touch weed or anything like that in their entire life but then as soon as they got on onto chemo, they started, you know, eat, taking edibles just to help with their nausea. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, so cancer, people who have cancer will try pretty much anything. So. And I don't blame them. And, and they won't necessarily go out and tell everybody about it either. So. No. So, I mean, since they had put that oxygen mask on her face. Mm-hmm. Oxygen molecules in her bloodstream combined with possible DMSO could have formed high levels of, of war gas. War gas, yeah. Right. When they tested this, they found manila colored crystals. Ooh. See where we're getting at? Yep. So when Nurse Kane, who we talked about at the beginning, mm -hmm. drew the blood. The cool temperatures slowed down the breakdown of the sulfate. Some vaporized out of the blood. Maybe. This is all theory. None right. of this is proven, guys. This is just theory from him. This theory has provoked a lot of backlash from other scientists. Most, chemi most chemists said this doesn't explain the symptoms and shouldn't even be considered. Which is a mind-blowing to me. Because I'm like, wait, you're getting somewhere. But then other scientists are like, no, that does, that wouldn't happen. Okay, now I'm starting to get suspicious. Sounds Which, like a cover-up to me. It's so confusing. It's so confusing. 
Yeah, I mean, you would you would think that anything would be a possibility at this point. If you're mm-hmm. going to get that defensive and angry over what this might be, then that sounds like a cover-up. Yep, so that's pretty much where they left it. Okay. Guys, that's, that's about where that goes. Yeah. But the Ramirez family believes that the hospital is to blame. Okay. Um, in 1991, two employees received medical treatment at this hospital for exposure to poisonous gas. Oh, wow. So, I mean, remember, this happened, Gloria happened in 1994. Right. So, so 1991, this was three years before. Yeah. They were exposed to poisonous gas in the hospital from somewhere. In 1993, sewer gas was found in the ER. Okay. So this is a quote from Maggie Ramirez, who was Gloria's sister. Okay. She said, quote, I honestly believe my sister may have lived if she hadn't gone to the emergency room that night. I don't know what the county is afraid of, but we want answers. So I'm they do, they really don't think they think it was something that the ER did. I am with whether her. that's the case or not. Who knows? So wow. So there's three things that are pretty fishy. Okay. All right. The Dan Cupido, who was the deputy coroner, mm-hmm. said Gloria had not died from natural cross causes okay then he took it back Mm. number two okay stephanie albright who was an investigator in this case one month into her investigation she committed suicide oh shit that might be completely unrelated i don't know that that, i don't know what it was about you just saying that but and I'm not some kind of like supernatural, like spirit, blah, 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 whatever. But it just gave me so many chills when he said that. I know. Oh, I know. that's something that no, that's related. I'm sorry. It's related. And three. Okay. Remember that syringe that Susan Kane had drawn? Yeah. Used to draw the blood out. Mm-hmm. It was accidentally thrown out. Oh, sure. So they... That that disappeared. Don't you they love how? Test that. Don't you love how okay. in all these cases things just automatically like, accidentally disappear somehow? Like the most important documents just suddenly just disappear. The syringe yeah. that they really needed for evidence just suddenly disappears. All yeah. other kinds of evidence just 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 grew legs and walked Whoops. away. Like what? Yeah. Oh, we don't have anything. Sorry. Exactly. That drives me crazy. Ugh, people. Yep. So the Riverside County spokesperson, mm-hmm. Tom DeSantis, claimed that the vents were checked by an independent inspectors, and he said that nothing was found. That's, and that's, that's it, funny. guys. This is still unsolved. Oh, man. This is our unsolved case. It's so this is, you're just still leaving no me idea. hanging here. You're leaving me hanging. I'm leaving me hanging. Oh, <laughs> That's pretty much the only Does, thing you uh, really have to go on. Does Gloria have any kind of foundation or anything in her name? Do we Not know? Not that I can find. Okay. You do know, we know if, because I'm kind of, I'm under the, one of my, my own little theories is that like, 
again, where we mentioned how California, I don't remember the name of the law, but they pretty much call everything at this point a carcinogen. Do you Mm. think that that's related at all to this case? I don't know. It's a good question though. Not really sure. This, this case was very odd. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know any other words to really put it. I feel so bad for the Ramirez family. Yeah, absolutely. I wish they could have answers. Yeah. Because there's, there's odd things that were happening. Yeah. There technically there's a fourth theory Okay, what is that theory? Let's entertain it. <laughs> All right. But I didn't include this in here, guys, because it's completely... They think it was aliens. There's a whole group out there that think this was just aliens Listen, doing this. I believe in aliens. I'm not going <laughs> to okay, lie to you. No, I do too. I do too. <laughs> Honestly, I do too. Okay. But I don't think that the aliens came down and poisoned poor Gloria's body. Well... There are certain theories. I know you're laughing at me and I apologize, but just hear me out for just a second. There are certain no, theories. Do it. There are certain theories out there that suggest that, you know, aliens will um, randomly use people as a test subject, right? Yeah. Because just as we are a mystery, just as they are a mystery to us, we are a mystery to them. You know, they, they want to know a lot more about like human humans in, in this earth. Um, and they will randomly pick people and, you know, use them as tough subjects. There's, um, certain people that, um, have, I guess, passed away and it's been blamed on aliens personally, you know, and we are going to cover the diet love pass at some point. I think Mm -hmm. that that's kind of an alien thing too. And I'm not, I'm not a conspiracy theorist. Okay. I'm not crazy. I just think that we would have to be pretty damn selfish to not think that something else is out there. Um, Oh yeah. There is. Yeah. With the real quick, just, we're not, this is not the diet, diet love pass episode. Um, but you know, there's one weird thing where there's like no vegetation, no life Mm -hmm. or anything on that one specific point, you know, and yet these people just randomly die. Um, yeah, there's the, I think that while somebody would see an alien theory as not plausible, I think personally that that is a good, that is a good plausible. I mean, it's out there. It's, it's a good possibility, you know, there's just so much that's hidden, but that, that is an interesting theory. That's not the first one that I would have thought thought of but now that you bring it up that kind of does make a little bit of stop laughing at me <laughs> i just no, think, really you know i'm not because yeah you know i don't i just get this feeling that it's not that so in this case i think but... it's a possibility but if somebody's making the theory i don't know who made that theory but if somebody's claiming that theory of aliens, maybe that they're just they're just trying to be like, oh no, it wasn't this, it wasn't murder, it's, it's aliens, and then everybody's like, yeah, let's go with that, you know. So maybe <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah, yeah, aliens. Check. Who's that guy? Just blame them for everything. That Giorgio. What's his last name? Anyways, it's just like aliens. Everything is <laughs> oh, alien. Oh. The guy with the hair. The guy with yeah, the hair. Yes. He seems like a really yes. nice guy. I can see his face. Yeah, aliens. It's all alien now. Now, um, well, to the Ramirez family, um, I am so sorry about your loss. Um, 
what has happened with Gloria is not at all fair. She needs justice and this needs to get solved. So I don't know, on the very, very off chance that somebody knows something and is listening to this podcast, you know, give a tip. Give a tip, man. Because if it were you, you wouldn't want people to like be in the dark about this kind of shit. You know? Yeah. What if that was your mother? Yeah. What if that was your or Mom, even, I mean, what if it was wife. your daughter, you know? Exactly. So. This, this family needs, and they've got a lot of hatred because yeah. she's like, we didn't really call her on here, but they call her the toxic lady. Yeah. And that's just, that's not fair to this family. No, it's really not. That's, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of true, true crime. Okay. No, I'm sorry. Not a lot of them but several of them are getting called out for being disrespectful to victims but then you've got you know the media yes <laughs> calling this lady the toxic lady and she's dead and she can't defend herself that's hella disrespectful yes she's not the toxic lady she's gloria fucking ramirez okay mm-hmm. she's a human being and she passed away from something that was very unfortunate and it's still unsolved and Somebody knows something and instead of like wasting your time and trying to disrespect her and her family, I mean, just give a tip, man. Come on. Just the tip. Something. Let's try to figure this out. But <laughs> You did not catch that joke. Just the tip. What? Just, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, just a tip. That's all. Like, it's all it need, takes, guys. We need to... Oh man, I am just so sorry to her family. That that's horrifying. So I know, I felt so bad. But you know, even if she did use the DMSO, it's I still don't blame her for any of it. I mean, no, as a cancer patient, you're going to do anything you can yes, to try to exactly. feel better. You know, and if you don't want to die, you're going to do anything you can to try to like cure yourself if you can. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Come on, so. people, just have some fucking compassion. That's all. I mean, you know, and let's just quit blaming the victims on everything. Shit. Quit you know? victim blaming. Yeah, quit victim blaming. Unless it's a pedophile and they've been beaten up by Jason Vukovic. That's that's not victim blaming. That's pedophile shaming. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh I'm so, I'm sorry. Oh, speaking of Jason, Jason Vukovic, before we close out here, yeah. I, wrote him, I wrote him a letter. Oh, did you? Yeah, I finally had time to do so. And it, I felt awful because like after we were on the phone for that interview, which I was listening to that first episode versus like the fifth episode and I have improved my quality. I'm pretty proud of myself because the first episode I sounded like I was underneath a cover, like a blanket. <laughs> Weird. But um, I had said I was going to write him a letter and then, you know, life got in the way and my job has been, you know, sending me messages about working the next day that I'm supposed to be off and you know, my mom's going through some stuff and you know we're just trying to like get ahead and finally I um took off one day and um, as I was on my way home I was like you know what I need to go get a book of stamps and an envelope and write this guy a letter so I wrote him a five-page letter because I'm really bad at being social <laughs> but I was like <laughs> I asked him several questions but um I kind of want to use this opportunity because I feel like, honestly, everybody should write him a letter. Really, seriously, I'm still about getting this guy some justice, you know? 
Um, and I strongly encourage, I mean, what are you afraid of? Just write him a letter. He's not going to come and do anything to you. Um, but with that, like, if, if you're not able to write him a letter, I mean, why don't you just shoot us some questions that you would like answered? I would love to send him some questions if you've got some, you know? Yeah. Any, anything for, anything for Jason and Angelita. I, I am down. I will, I will ask them for you, you know? Let's, uh, Yeah. Anyway, so I know this was this episode wasn't about Jason Vukovic, and I'm sorry, but you know it's it's kind of like in the, in a similar way. Um, Gloria in death needs justice as well as Jason. Absolutely. All right. Well, I guess that's that's it for this episode. Um, do you have anything that you want to like share or nothing? Yeah. Any anything? Are you excited about the contest? Oh my gosh. I am very excited about the contest. <sighs> We're actually doing a contest in Fan of Family Chats as well right now. Oh, what's the con? Oh, are they stealing our ideas? Oh my goodness. What? No, we started uh, this before. Listen, girl. Are we gonna have? Are we gonna have a, a podcast war? Let's go. Pod- Let's go. Podcast off. <laughs> <laughs> If, you know what? If we have a freestyle competition, oh, you're winning! I honestly, I really could, <laughs> I could, I could rap a whole lot better than that. I mean, I may sound <laughs> obnoxious, but I was on my A game back when I was in music, so I was good. You know, we won't really get into all that because I'm also not involved with that shit anymore. But you know, I could rap anybody under the table pretty much. So next time we have to hear it again no (laughs) all right guys well that was our that was our show um make sure that you um rate and review us on um itunes we are um on itunes now we are also on uh what is the amazon music or audible whatever we're we're on spotify we're everywhere now guys you know you can listen everywhere yeah but yeah leave us those reviews let's get our um let's get our voices out there so you know we can get more listeners to be forced to listen to my obnoxious ass <laughs> and with that you know let's uh let's not be a dick and wear deodorant all right bye, bye. thank you so much for listening to a nefarious nightmare Music used in this podcast was created by Ghost Stories Incorporated. You can find their music on bandcamp.com. We do have social media. You can follow us at our Facebook page, at A Nefarious Nightmare, or you can follow our Instagram, Nefarious Nightmare Pod. If you have any stories of paranormal instances that have happened to you, or ideas for true crime, please email us at anefariousnightmare at gmail.com. Thank you very much and take care.